Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 through 13. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord Yahweh, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar, and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Bring out the people who are blind yet have eyes, who are deaf yet have ears, all the nations gather together, and the peoples assemble. Who among them can declare this and show us the former things? Let them bring their witnesses to prove them right, and let them hear and say, It is true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. I, I am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I declared and saved and proclaimed when there was no strange God among you. And you are my witnesses, declares the Lord. I am God. Also, henceforth, I am he. And there is none who can deliver from my hand. I work, and who can turn it back? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What a good passage. What a great passage. Oh my goodness. I mean, holy crap. <laughs> it, it is so good. And you know, I, I love this image at the end of uh, verse yeah 13. There's none who can deliver from my hand. Uh, you know, that word, not sal in Hebrew, also it it's this image of snatching away. Mm. It's, it's that idea of deliverance that's like snatching away, plundering. Yeah. And it's where we get the idea in, you know, Romans 8, the end of Romans 8 and the great song in Christ alone. Right. That nothing can snatch away God's people from his hand. It's, yeah. it's so beautiful. So, so mm. much awesomeness here. Truly. And the people are dying to know what, what the great Tally mm. Coughlin <laughs> Uh, sees in this passage. So, Tally, what are your thoughts on Isaiah 43 so far? I mean, goodness. I just don't know if there's enough time, Will, to like break it all down. No, there's not. <laughs> that's that's the great joy of ODR is right? the it's... insufficiency of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I love, I mean, starting from the back and working our way to the beginning, you know, that whole language of snatching and plundering, like, again, from earlier days, this is not imagery we're familiar with. We don't mm. often have some, I mean, children have something snatched out of their hand. Oh, yeah. You know, you teach your kids not to grab and, and to take and to ask and wait. But like the people of Israel had just been plundered. 
They had gone through times of being taken, their children taken from them, their families taken from them. Goodness snatched, Mm -hmm. literally, not just figuratively. This for us can be somewhat figurative, but for the people who this was written to, this was real. And here God is saying, no, nothing can be taken out of my hand. What a comfort that is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's just such a comfort to know that nothing can change the plans of the Lord. Mm. Um, Absolutely. You know, yesterday's passage basically outlines, and they're one of the big themes of Isaiah is idolatry and the folly of idolatry. And yesterday kind of gets into the the judgment reserved for these people, these yeah. servants of the Lord who, who have turned and made fools of themselves and have merited this anger mm. of the Lord. And there's this fire, imagery fire all around. Yeah. But then this is where that judgment, there's this beautiful redemptive twist in verse two. Um, and it's a great like Hobby Lobby plaque type it is, verse. It's true. But the more you understand like water in the Bible and yeah. fire in the Bible, yeah. the imagery just comes alive because, you know, water and fire are the like they are the epitome of judgment yep. in, in metaphor yeah. form. So when you pass through the waters, I will be with you through rivers. They won't overwhelm you when you walk through fire. Literally, you know, a couple sentences ago, God has talked about pouring out this fire. Right. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. Yeah. And the flame won't consume you. How? Why? For I am the Lord. Yeah. It's not because of you. It's not your resilience. Right. It's not your determination. It's not you fixing it. But it's because Mm. you are chosen. You are honored in my eyes and I love you. Yeah. And that no price is too great you know as he kind of outlines throughout this passage no price is too great in the lord's eyes for his people who are stepped down and crushed by the nations yeah and so there's just so much there i mean the whole water thing like i just think of baptism yeah when you pass through waters i will be with you and you know first peter 3 which we read recently on odr uh, is that amazing image of Noah's Ark, which he says corresponds to baptism, right. that we can pass safely through waters yeah. uh, because Christ pulls us out of the waters. I mean, like you said, there's just not enough time. But what yeah. else do you see here as he kind of builds this, uh, you know, this discussion or? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing, well, a couple things, but the first thing that comes to mind is that when you go through the waters, when you go through the flame and are not consumed, it doesn't mean you're not changed. Um, there is, you you cannot put metal into fire and it not be transformed. Something happens in that process. And so God in this these two sentences isn't saying that you will never go through difficulty. He's saying that when you do so, you will not be overwhelmed or overtaken. When you go through the fire, you will not be burned and consumed. And so mm-hmm. there's a promise um, we want to get to the other side and not experience, you know, suffering and pain, but it's in those things that we are held close and not consumed by the Lord. Um, but something that actually sticks out to me, anytime that there's a passage that refers to the people of God as the people of Jacob or Israel, I think it's important to make note, you know, the name Jacob means like the taker, the grasper, like yeah, the liar, like cheater. he he is yeah. a cheater. He, he was um, 
not a good person in a lot of ways. And then he wrestled with the Lord and God touched him and changed his name to Israel. He that, you know, wrestles with the Lord, grapples with the Lord. And the fact that Isaiah is using those two, not the the, um, people of Abraham, or Isaac, but of Jacob and Israel, I, st- I think it's to remind them, you know, Jacob forevermore from that wrestling with God walked with a limp. Mm. He was never known as a strong man again from that point. He was always a man of weakness. And so I often think that it's important to remember, take note that when a passage refers to Jacob or Israel, that there's something that he's reminding us. He's reminding them that they come dependent. You know, Jacob tried to be independent and self-sufficient his whole life. Mm. And then he wrestles with the Lord and it is made abundantly clear that no, he is completely dependent on the Lord. Mm. And so beginning this passage, he's reminding us, oh, you who are completely dependent upon me. And then he says, I have redeemed you. Mm. I have formed you. I have called you dependent one on me. It's kind of like this, remember who you are moment. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. You know, in verse 12, he says, I declared and saved and proclaimed when there was no strange God among you. Um, and I believe like a, a lot of this is hearkening back to the Exodus yeah. um, and God's sort of initial salvation yeah. of the people of Israel uh, and bringing them out. And they hadn't kind of tampered with all these pagan religions right. like the Canaanites. Yeah. And sort of there's this call to like, return to your first love it's like that revelation idea return to your first love like Mm -hmm. remember the simplicity of the ultimate nature of god like there was nothing before it there's nothing after yeah and like go back to that time where there was nothing else and you know anytime that the bible points back to the exodus yeah we should our ears should perk up because I love, you know, the Transfiguration Mountain, Moses and Elijah appear. Yeah. And it says that they were speaking to Christ about his departure, but the Greek word there is his exodos. Yeah. Um, and there's, throughout that passage, we've done it on ODR, there's a ton of Exodus imagery, yeah. which is just awesome. Yeah. And so that should really point us back as new covenant believers, as, yeah. you know, believers in the covenant of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, back to this ultimate, you know, Jesus was not a band-aid and he wasn't, he, he was preeminent from the foundation of time as Colossians talks about. And, uh, and so there's just like a really strong call here to return to this really simple notion of, of God is ultimate as the only way forward, the only way out. Yeah. And uh, knowing that salvation only comes from him and that when, when we entrust ourselves to that, then no one can snatch from his hand. Correct. Well, and they should be reminded of the first opening words of all of scripture that mm-hmm. they were given in the beginning, God. God, yeah, absolutely. Um, before anything was God. And mm-hmm. so it's the the very opening, um, opening scenes of all of creation, of all of life is just God. And uh, being all of us being reminded of that is super important. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, powerful word here in Isaiah 43, and we're going to continue through the same chapter tomorrow. And so we'll see you then for Tally Coughlin. This is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.